This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? You were sick last week. And now you're not, supposedly. I'm, I'm less sick than I was last week. Okay. You're not testing positive for COVID-19 anymore. No. Which, uh, like, get with the times, Tim. Who gets COVID-19 in 24? It's retro, baby. Retro? Yeah. Oh, it's retro to get. I thought it was like a retro virus or something. I it thought probably, you were, yeah, I, I thought know, you were yeah. using scientific terms there for a moment. I forgot no, I'm what using, I'm dealing I'm with. using cool slang terms. <laughs> okay. Uh, how are you doing this week? Tom, mm-hmm. the boy's back. The boy is back in town. The boy. No, not me, Tom. The yes, bo- I'm back. The boy from the movie, The Boy? No, the bald-headed man from Long Island. <laughs> oh, uh, Tim, that's not a boy. That's a piano man. Yeah, he's something. He's something. Billy right. Joel, baby, back with his first new single. The Grammys kept telling us it was the first new single in, in uh, like three decades, I in guess, thirty-one saying. years, mm-hmm. he released two like bonus tracks as singles in two thousand seven. I think bonus tracks from what? <clears throat> uh, like a box set. Oh, okay. So like he released a box set, like uh, retrospective yeah. of his career. But, and it but was were like, those old songs? No, it was oh. like here's two new bullshit songs. And like even <laughs> you know Billy Joel, like at yeah, the time yeah. he was like. Yeah, the like I'm sure in interviews at the time I was like, yeah, I put these two new tracks on there because the record company told me I had to, and they're kind of and bullshit. And I don't like them. <laughs> yeah, but like uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I can't tell if uh, how I feel about Billy Joel's personality because <laughs> uh, like he is no nonsense in a way, but yeah. in another way, it's kind of like he's a little too proud of how no nonsense he is. Yeah, he's a little too Long Island. In that way, yeah. Of like, uh, it's a performative no nonsense, mm-hmm. but it is also like, you know, but at the end of the day, the he's truth. not yeah. accepting nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he, yeah, he still just got such a chip on his shoulder about so much. <laughs> well, he he got fleeced a few times. I mean, that's the thing. He did get fleeced a few times, but he 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 never got fleeced by like uh, or no more than anybody else by the labels. It was always like his brother-in-law doing yeah. it or whatever. Um and and it seems like he's fine now. I'm sure it was stressful when he found out his brother-in-law had stolen, what, like tens of millions of dollars from yeah, him? Yeah, but like you saw the listing for his house when he, that he's trying to sell. Yeah, it's like island. $50, 60000000 dollar mansion. Yeah, it's got like a, it's got like, it's a compound and it's yeah. got multiple like bowling alleys. And Cold Spring and Harbor. Like, yeah. Um, 
And like it has a helipad because like when he, he plays his sold out Madison Square Garden sh- shows, he just takes like a half hour helicopter ride there. Yeah. And then he, but the, this is the no nonsense thing that he's like, yeah, I'm just the same old schlub as you sitting in traffic <laughs> when we leave here. It's like, you're literally not. You're, you're not. literally you're getting. You're flying above traffic like a god. Uh, so anyway, uh, Billy Joel released uh, Turn the Lights Back On. <laughs> yeah. His first the, the, the uh, sequel, quasi spiritual sequel to Spider Man: Turn Off the Dark. Oh man, uh, it's about as memorable as the soundtrack <laughs> to that. I don't know. Have you heard the song? I heard it, and it just sounds like if it sounds better, like it sounds very Billy Joel. And I don't know how to describe it as like, oh, it sounds like if you were going to have a Billy Joel character in a movie, this would be the song. Or if you fed all Billy Joel songs to, into AI and said, put out, well, give a me a new one. Hmm? A boy wrote it. A boy, well, not a boy, a man. A man that, I don't know, is maybe grifting him. Comparatively, a boy. Yeah, now, he must have something on him. I think it's a blackmail situation. <laughs> because they showed a video during the Grammys. They hyped up him performing. Billy Joel has never had a co-writing credit on a song, save for one song, I forget the name of it, in the mm-hmm. 80s, that Cyndi Lauper helped uh, uh, finish the lyrics on. Oh, She's okay. like, yeah. It wasn't even like, oh, this is the label set up a duet. Like, yeah. He was like, like she was in the studio, and he's like, I can't finish this song, and she's like, Well, I'll help you, <laughs> and like she helped him, and uh, he talks about that in interviews, like this, is, like that was the only co-writing I ever did, yeah, and like he's like, and the song didn't really come out good anyway. It's like, come on, man, Cindy Lauper's, she could hear this, yeah, yeah, it's not her fault, she's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's so weird about that because he always talks shit about his own lyrics being bad. That like he he thinks he's not a good lyricist, and and it, it kind of I don't know if he's outright said this, but it kind of feels like that's part of why he stepped away. Oh no, that's what he said. Like he basically said, "I hate writing lyrics." Yeah, um, I have nothing to, like I had nothing else to say, and mm-hmm. then he, and then I think he like probably made like a, a joke like. I never really had much to say in the first right. place, but now I have even less to, to say, right? Like, yeah. he's one of these guys, he's very self-deprecating, but until, like, until somebody so- else criticizes <laughs> yeah. him. What and the then hell is that like, supposed to mean? Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, very long out of that's cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm the same exact <laughs> yeah, way. I guess I am also that way. <laughs> Tom, you know what I realized? I have the thinnest skin. Yeah, that, well, you're welcome to Long Island. Yeah, I there, there's no way... Like, like I like I always like like ah, I'm a good sport. I'm not a good sport. No. Yeah, so like, I, I I do always. I'm a good sport with nah, I guess even with <laughs> friends I'm not. If I'm being honest, like neither of us are, are, are good sports at all. Yeah. Like we're both very fragile sensitive men. <laughs> yeah, just like Billy But we Joel. can really dish it out. That a. We just can't take it. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's what you look for in a in a personality. <laughs> um yeah, I, but I just always thought if if he hated writing lyrics so much and he thought he was so bad at it, why not? Why didn't you, why didn't you release all those albums? Well, why not just get somebody to come in and help you with it? Yeah. But I also get that as somebody who's like, yeah, I don't want anybody fiddling with my own stuff. I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. 
Anyway, this boy came to him. He was mm-hmm. uh, not a boy, but like comparatively, he was thirty-five. Yeah, but a weird like, story from that guy. So, like I was saying, they were showing a video. You know, they were really hyping this up, and part of it was showing like how did this magical moment of Billy Joel coming out to perform an incredibly mediocre song happen? And it it's was a, a, it's a boy named Freddie Wexler. Okay. Uh, is he related to the Wexler that, uh, owns J crew by any chance? What the hell? What? He is? No. Oh, okay. Who is he? So I, there was this, this Grammys. This man is wanted by Interpol. There was this Grammys package that played like pre-produced mm-hmm. video that yeah, played, played before. And then before they debuted the song on New York's Q104.3, uh-huh. uh, radio station they interviewed billy joel and freddie wexler together about it Uh and like classic billy joel like the host oh i forget who it is it's like one of you know yeah but was like so effusive he's like billy i was with you when you announced your your madison square garden residency on q104.3 i was with you when you celebrated your hundredth show sold out show like and billy joel was like yeah 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 right like like i said when i walked in here and i shook your hand and said nice to meet you i (laughs) don't remember you but then he's like well we're about to debut the first single from Billy Joel in a number of years. Billy, I'm going to give you the honor of introducing it. Mm-hmm. And Billy Joel was just like, he, he literally went up. Here's my uh, new song. You know, he went, uh, you know, this isn't a cure for cancer. It's a, it's a song and it's pretty good. You'll hear it. Here it is. <laughs> and like, that's what I was like. Okay. I like Billy Joel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, levity, but like if you told him like the the song was not pretty good, I'm sure he'd be like, I don't know. I think like if he read a review that said the song was garbage, he'd be like, ah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um. So anyway, this Freddie Wexler guy was like, oh, I t- I was turning 35, and my wife was like, my like he made no. it sound like he was just like some dead end reject, right? <laughs> like, and like my wife was like, I'm gonna get you to uh, sit down with Billy Joel. That's my mission for your birthday present. I feel like he he might have even said he asked for that for his birthday yeah. or something, which is again just very, like a weird yeah. And like then he got to Billy Joel through like a system of like doctors that work in the Hamptons or something, yeah, and like yeah. Billy Joel was like, I'll. If Five minutes. If you're in a restaurant when I'm picking up my order, um, oh, and, he, yeah. and he's like, it's it's a restaurant that's across the street from my house that I got food from. Um, and then like they sat down, mm-hmm. and Billy Joel realized like, oh, he actually has some really great. Uh, they're they're kin- they, yeah. The five minutes turned into two hours, yeah, which turned into they, uh, staying up all night chatting on the phone and uh, <laughs> groping each other. Whoa! Yeah, they left that out of the Grammys package. That was on the Q one hundred four interview, though. You can <laughs> wow, say a lot more on insane. radio. Yeah. No, they uh, and then they like would write songs and like this is a precursor to a whole album. It must be right. I don't know. Freddie Wexler tweeted, uh, we're just getting started after the Grammys. All right. Yeah. I mean, it it could definitely be a test balloon for sure. Yeah. Um, But uh, looking at his uh, Wikipedia now. Yeah. uh, He he began his his career as an A&R intern for Sony Music. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, he has joint ventures with Disney, Scooter Braun Projects, Warner Chapel, and uh, Prescription Songs. Like- Prescription songs. Well, yeah. now I've heard everything. Yeah, I got to go to a doctor before they'll let me listen to this. 
Um, he has co-writing credits on like Selena Gomez songs, Jonas okay. Brothers songs, Celine Dion songs. So he is in the music industry. Yeah, like he made it sound like he wasn't. He made it sound like he was just kind of like a rich guy. Yeah, that which like this actually is like I've been kicking around the music industry as a songwriter for hire for twenty years. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like makes a lot more sense. It is a better story than like <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, well, I, I'm the man who has everything. So, uh, for my birthday, there was nothing left I want. So, my wife had to arrange uh, for me to meet somebody who doesn't like to meet mm. new people. Uh, oh, he has a co writing credit on uh, the Kanye West song Wolves. Oh, okay. Remember, uh, famously, The Life of Pablo, where he's like, oh, I'm gonna fix wolves. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill Maher refers to him as a very charming anti Semite. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, you know, in a lot of ways is the worst kind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, whatever. He wrote this song. Like, it, they made it clear that Freddie Wexler wrote this song. And then mm-hmm. Billy Joel was like, that kind of sounds like a Billy Joel song. Right. And then Freddie Wexler was like, I got pictures of you. You gotta. <laughs> you should record this song um, and release it. Otherwise, I'm releasing the pictures. I don't think it's like that. I think, I think Billy Joel is. I think he likes money, and I think Freddie Wexler may have just kind of pitched him like, a, and maybe that's part of why he's like, oh, it's just starting. You know, uh, pitched him a whole. Wait, well, Billy Joel pitched him? No, no, he oh. pitched Billy Joel. Yeah. He didn't pitch him on, I'll write you a song and you perform it. And then, you know, we'll do it at the Grammys. I think he pitched him on like, we'll do the song. That's phase one. Right. We get you back. Phase two is this. And then phase three is, you know, we get you out of MSG and you do a Vegas residency or whatever. Mm. And, and at that's the sphere, where, maybe. And maybe at the sphere. Billy and that's Joel where the real money the is. Sphere. You don't but think Billy Joel do the sphere? But he's very much in bed with the Dolans. He yeah. loves... He's one of these guys that loves James so, Dolan. Tim, then why are you saying he wouldn't do the sphere? I know. He's anti-technology? Like, yeah, kind of. Yeah, but he's... But I think at the end of the day, he'd be like, well, as long as I don't have to set it up. As long as I'm not the one who has to program all the screens. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but that the thing is, like, we'll get into the sphere in a second, but like, mm-hmm. it's a big spectacle. Oh, I wish we were getting into and the sphere right now. Billy Joel pretends like he doesn't like a spectacle. Like, like yeah. he would do a residency at the sphere. Mm-hmm. At sphere. Sorry. It's not the sphere, Tom. It's the sphere. sphere. Um, we'll get to that. But everybody calm down. We're going to get there. But we had to talk about <laughs> Billy Joel for Stop another 45 screaming, minutes. For God's sake. Um, uh, and he would stand up there, or he would sit there at his uh, electric piano. piano. Mm. It looks like a grand piano, Tom. Wow! It's but an it's electric an el- because so the man's a fraud. If you notice mm-hmm. the song, turn on the lights. Or turn the lights <laughs> back on. Yeah, is in C. Oh, okay. And you can hear on that track. There's a lot of auto tune. There's a, yeah. He's playing. Leave it the, on the piano. Well, well, he's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't take time to tune the piano. They were like, we'll do it in post. We got yeah, machines for that. Now. No, no. Uh, but you can tell, like, it's it's like a little out of its range, right? Like, as uh-huh. a 75-year-old man, whatever. Yeah. Um, he's playing it at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. He's sit- it's in B-flat. Like, he, uh, they brought it down a full step. But you watch his hands. He's playing in C. Right. And you're so like, they move the, the what keys the hell? for him. No, they pretend it's a a grand piano, but there's like, it's just an electric 
yeah. piano with like encased in a grand piano, mm-hmm. and he can play in whatever case. Like they probably bring the keys down on a lot of songs live, yeah. but he's like rather than like I've been playing these songs for fifty years, rather than like relearn <laughs> how to, to play, <laughs> yeah, like or like rather than like transpose oh, it and like play in A what I used to play uh-huh. in in B. Like, I'll just play it the same way, and we can transpose it with Right, that, and is... then I'll sing with my new old voice yeah, where, exactly. I, where I can't it's, sing it in the same key. sounded pretty good at the, yeah. I mean, it sounds better than the alternative of yeah. him playing it in uh, in one key and singing in a different yeah. key. But he'd be up there at the sphere, and he'd mm-hmm. be, like, talking shit about the screens Yeah, look him. at all, look at all. What, am I in a Best Buy? Yeah, and, like, everybody eat it up. And it's like, you don't have to do this, Billy. You yeah. could stay on your, you know, in your $80 million home with mm-hmm. your like wife who's 40 years younger than you and just like yeah live out the rest of your days in 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 opulence mm-hmm. but um uh when i saw him on the river of dreams tour Tom, yeah. and I, and I, like he was up there like talking about how overpriced all the merch was uh-huh. <laughs> and it was like it's like oh i'm sure you're all lining up for the billy joel uh merchandise that's gonna bankrupt you it's a uh, sky high prices it's like well, you could lower yeah, the Yeah, well, you have some say in that. Dude. You're the guy getting the money. <laughs> yeah. From you the, can say. Because this was before the era of merch cuts. We are mm. very much on the artist side this time. Yeah. We, na- we now know why yeah. in 2024. Yeah. We're because, both punk rockers. Why right. the merch has to be so uh, expensive. But that's not. Billy Joel at the Nassau Coliseum in 1993 was, was not, not taking- handing 60% of the, the merch yeah. uh, receipts to the Nassau Coliseum. Yeah, I'm sure Billy complained to his staff about the prices and they said, well, if you want to make uh, like $20 a shirt instead of 30, we could. Ah, 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 yeah. uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you can't find a cheaper place to source those shirts than forget it. Uh, Billy Joel, turn the lights back on. Hopefully it'll be a whole. I would like to hear a new Billy Joel album. You of know course. what I did? I, I turned on River of Dreams. When I was. Uh, in 1993, my two favorite albums were River of Dreams and In Utero. <laughs> well, you're a, you're a man of taste, Tim. Uh, but like uh, River of Dreams mm-hmm. holds up better than I thought it would. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, I don't think Some I, of it is abhorrent, but some of it is really good. I don't think I know much of it outside of the uh, title track. Well, you're missing. But, yeah. but I... I can't imagine. You know what? I this is what I could see him doing. I could see him doing maybe like a one-time show at the Sphere, or or I I don't know if they'll even do that. No, you can't do. There's no need. But I think he would programming those big screens alone. Yeah, do that for one night. I don't think he needs to do it at the Sphere. A uh, uh, Vegas residency. Right. Well, I don't think it's. Brought it up. I know, but I'm and just. I was, and I was like, no, no you were the t- one. I brought up the residency, and you said maybe at the Sphere. Yeah, because I'm trying to tie it to the, the, <laughs> to the episode. episode topic. Yeah, but I could see him doing one not at the Sphere. But as you pointed out, he's been doing all these at MSG. MSG owns the Sphere, uh, or Sphere. If he's gonna do a Vegas residency, it's yeah. gonna be at at Sphere. Yeah, yeah. because like. 
the same that's, reason that's the same connection. reason why fish is going to sphere they oh have, i didn't even think about that they have a great relationship like with MSG. those hippies love those the hippies dolan family love, those hippies love the cable one, vision, one of the uh, worst dynasty. families out yeah. there uh well let's talk about the sphere let's get okay. into it tom let mm-hmm. me tell you let me tell you about sphere okay sphere is a next generation entertainment medium that is redefined. Whoa, it's a whole. It's, so it's not just a place. It's, it's a, not, Tom. Your thinking is so reductive that it is offensive to me. Right. So it's like movies, television, newspaper, magazine, sphere. Yeah, that's okay. yeah. And like, it'll probably put most of those out of business. <laughs> right. Most people. <laughs> sphere go, is how we're going to really interact with like. Most people pretty will much start everything. just going to Sphere to get their news. Yeah, and their entertainment, and maybe eventually their food. Wow. Their sustenance itself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a next generation entertainment medium that is redefining the future of live entertainment, allowing the foremost artists, mm-hmm. creators, and technologists to create extraordinary experience, experiences that take storytelling, got a lot of cool buzzwords here, <laughs> to a new level and transport audiences to places both real and imagined. Hold on, the venue. Uh huh. Now they're saying it's a venue, right. and it's like just a thing in Vegas. Is powered by cutting edge technologies that ignite the senses and enable audiences to share experiences at a never before seen scale. You know, I saw some stupid thing, some clickbaity article. I that, wrote that. <laughs> that that I don't. I don't think I read, but it was just like. The sphere is actually all powered through one MacBook. And I was like, no, it's not. It's like, yeah, I'm sure there's a guy in charge of it and he's doing that from a MacBook because that's the way computers work. Somebody's not in a server room pulling levers yeah, and pushing, pushing buttons. Pushing the punch cards into Yeah, slots. it's like, yeah, I'm sure there's a MacBook somewhere where somebody yeah. hits play to start the the whole thing. But but. Considering the amount of money they put in there, I'm sure they invested in like some redundancy. Like, hey, let's at least make sure this whole thing isn't wired into something that can be tripped over and yanked out during yeah. the show. Um, yeah, I, Tom, I watched uh, a five part YouTube series from nine years ago from uh, Keyboard Magazine. <laughs> uh, now, is that typing keyboard or musical keyboard? Musical keyboard okay. because it was, uh, uh, an interview with the Billy Joel's keyboardist <laughs> okay. uh, about uh, their setup, like all the synths. Like the, and that's the where, MSG setup? Yeah, and that's where I learned about the piano thing, ah. not being a real grand piano on the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was going through a lot more than just one MacBook. And like he went, he got into the programs yeah, and like yeah. the various- what they use. And like, uh, but it's like- if they can't even run Billy Joel's stage setup <laughs> yeah. through one MacBook because it's too complex, the sphere. Describe the the sphere, Tom. Uh, to, uh, I, I thought you were going to do that in your de- your description. Really, did not even come close to explaining what it is. It's this big sphere. Sphere. It's not really a sphere because it's three hundred and sixty six feet high and five hundred and sixteen feet wide. So wow. it's a, it's an oblong spheroid, right? Yeah, but but from the exterior it looks spherical or or at I least more spherical. I guess what it is, I guess what it is is like it's not a full circle, right? Like it, when you're in it. 
right? Like yeah, when you see you're it, up like against the back comes up on the horizon, like the bottom is sliced off of the of right, the right. So it doesn't roll away. Yeah, of course. If it was a sphere and they put it on the, it would roll away. It'd be rolling all over. Yeah, you'd, they, br- you'd buy tickets and it'd be like, we don't know where it's, we don't know where to show up. Well, when, when they load everybody in, they got to do it one at a time and be very careful. Yeah. And they'd be like, no, 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 stand in the middle so it doesn't roll away until we get enough people in. You got to choose the, you got to look up the address like, you know, an hour before <laughs> showtime. Well, they'd have an app. There's a, they Yeah, exactly. An app for that. But yeah. Uh, but it's big sphere. And it's really neat looking from the outside. It's a music venue yeah. and like uh, arena. It's a, it's an arena. It's an arena, a smallish arena, I would say. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, seating capacity of eighteen thousand six hundred. Yeah. So, like, what's the biggest like theater seating capacity? Well, what is like Red Rocks? How many people like, can fit Ooh. at uh, Red Rocks? Um, I'm gonna say a million, because <laughs> that that's kind of what I picture it as like the equivalent of like a kind of like a location venue of like oh you have you might have seen john tesh but did you see john tesh at red rocks right because yes the answer is yes i have (laughs) uh do you have that uh that capacity number tim tom red rocks pales in comparison oh wow sphere it is roughly half at nine thousand five hundred twenty-five people so yeah, uh, Red Rocks suck shit compared to the Sphere. <laughs> yeah, who wants nature's beauty when you could have computers' beauty? They should roll the Sphere over there just to, to smash <laughs> oh, up man. Red Rocks, put it, give it, bring it back to nature. Um, so on the outside, this thing is all screens, all LED screens, all LED screens. It's in Las Vegas, so that flies. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are all these videos of like, especially when it was first coming out, when they were first like launching it, of like an eyeball looking around. It's like yeah. terrifying. Um, now it's advertisements. Yeah. Now it seems like it's exclusively ads for like things that are coming there. And then I guess other stuff. Too, and other just, stuff. Yeah. Just running because ads. That's just. You got to yeah. throw an ad on everything. And I've seen videos. Oh, because yeah. Then in the beginning, at least they were also like making it look like the moon. And that looked crazy. I saw videos of people like taking cabs in Vegas. And I was thinking about how it, it was like right when they turned this shit on. They're like, what if you were in Vegas the week that they turned it on and it wasn't on yet? And then you're taking this cab back and all of a sudden it's like, what the hell? The moon's here? I mean, but it's Vegas, right? Yeah. Like, be like, wow, I guess you, like, I, guess I can't tell are you like. <laughs> The Statue of Liberty? I thought I was in Las Vegas, not New York City. <laughs> the Eiffel Tower's here, too? Um, yeah, so that's the outside, and then the inside is also all, a lot of seats, a lot of floor room, but then also all screens uh, that, yeah, I, it's got to be like the biggest screen anywhere, right? Of course. It is the largest and highest resolution LED screen in the world. It is a 16K Resolution mm-hmm. wraparound LED screen measuring 160,000 square feet. Yeah. Um, I mean, 16K like sounds impressive, but then you think like, I don't know, I got a 4K. Yeah, you got a 4K that is not even one panel of this freaking thing. Yeah, but but these these are, the pixels are are spread further apart. I mean, you're also much further from them. 
But I'm just saying, I think 8K is actually four times 4K. It's not because it's like two, two on yeah, the I don't width. Care about it. Two like, on the, you only so, know about this because Steve Jobs sold you on this 12 years no, ago. No, he died before 4K was a thing. No, I but think. like uh, resolutions. Yeah, like I know about resolutions I and know. I like resolutions. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, uh, maybe you're you should... the one who brought up that it was 16K. I was reading from the press materials. <laughs> Tom, the Dolans asked me to say some very specific things. parroting what the Dolans told me to. This is owned by the Dolan family, who owns MSG. The Dolans are a billionaire family. A vindictive bunch. Um, Pieces of real trash, I guess. Um, They uh, made their millions. uh, We won't be going to any Knicks games soon now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They got the facial recognition. (laughs) Yeah. Well, explain how they made their money and then Daniels. the, the, through uh, cable television. Yeah. Um, if they were want... a monopoly in cable TV on Long Island <laughs> in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, bought Madison Square Garden, a, mm-hmm. uh, a, a famous arena here. Yeah. Um, and like they also own like, like MSG. Uh, MSG presents, presents owns a bunch yeah. of venues. So like they own Radio City Music Hall mm. too. Um, but they're also vindictive in a way that, like, if there is <laughs> a... kind of insane for being so rich. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but, like, what else are you going to do all day? <laughs> I mean, so James Dolan, right? That's mm-hmm. the guy. Um, he's also a blues man. He fancies himself a blues man. He has his um, band open for bands at MSG. JD and the Shore Shot. So he comes out and sings blues music before, like, the Rolling Stones take the stage at <laughs> right. Madison Square because Garden. Because he can. Because yeah. he can just be like, that's part of the and deal. And it's not like, oh, yeah, like, uh, he was the son of, of was Charles Dolan? Uh, whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, and, like, uh, he's really good at playing the blues and, like, this. Right. No, he's, he's like, the C. He's the owner, president, or whatever right. now. He, he's as and good as any other, as like, any other, guy like, in their 50s or 60s. White that, guy. Uh, yeah. That, singing, like, Delta Blues. Right. That that probably has, uh, you know, like, uh, hires John Mayer to come give them one-on-one lessons or yeah. whatever. And John Mayer's like, you're pretty, you know, I was thinking about asking you to join my band, Jamie. He's like, oh, that, well, that's great. I've been thinking about opening up for uh, every band in MSG. <laughs> yeah. Um, whatever. He does that. But they also do this thing where, um, you know, there's a lot of litigation um, for various reasons um, at uh, for MSG, for this company. Like, yeah, it's a, a huge A huge company. corporation is going to be going to be lost. But a what multi, they, multi-billion dollar corporation, you're going to have a lawsuits coming. You're going to be suing people. They're going to be suing you. Yeah. It's just the cost of business. So any law firm that uh, is representing anybody suing um, that any of their corporation, properties. yeah, any of their properties, they've gone on and scraped the internet to find every employee down to like interns and paralegals, even if mm. they have nothing to do with, with that lawsuit, with they're working the lawsuit. on other cases. Yeah. Um, take their pictures, put mm. them into facial recognition. And then if you're going to see a NBA basketball game or yeah. a Billy Joel concert at mm. uh, Madison square garden, they flag you and tell you, you using either stop you at the gate or come find you and kick you out. Yeah. And then uh, kick you out of the venue. Mm-hmm. Um, these uh, venues also receive 
incredibly and you're saying incredible like, tax subsidies yeah. from like they are on the public dole yeah um so much and uh you know they're they're able to kick out their perceived entity en- enemies with impunity mm-hmm. and like you're saying that i want to make it clear that this isn't like a conspiracy theory oh, they, they, or something they, some, they or confirmed some, it yeah or something that happened like once or twice it's like no that's like the policy they're proud of it because they want it to be a deterrent to to suing a, them. to any any legitimate law firm taking up yeah uh, a case. Did they also maybe have a stake in like that, uh, uh, like facial recognition I'm technology? Sure. Yeah, and they're, they're you know trying to sell it to other venues or or use the data, kind of being like, look how impressive this is. We can exclude a, a single paralegal from entering any of our venues. Like, imagine what we could tell you about your customers. I'd still really like to go to the Sphere. Um, so if you're listening, James Dolan, I'm a big JD and the Short Shot fan. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Tom, Mm -hmm. let's get into it. The sphere, look. Oh, you forgot to mention too that it has a 4D technology. Oh, Tom, I was getting to that. Tom, oh, okay. Let me tell you about the the technology. Technology. Uh, all if you seats. Can tell me at sixteen k one more time. All the seats in the venue, Tom, mm-hmm. have high speed internet access. Whoa! Yeah. And what, like an Ethernet port? No, I it's think it's it's, seats, it's in the it's in the air. The seats themselves the have seats, high speed yeah, access. Exactly. So if they need. To get out to the internet very quickly. Tom, there's uh, 
you have a smartphone? I do have a Tim. You know, I have a smartphone. Let's say you get to Sphere uh-huh. and you realize oh, I'm running low on juice. Yeah, head near the escalators. They got uh, they have charging stations. Okay, so they have charging <laughs> stations near. The- I thought you were going to say in the seats. I was going to be like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's no, convenient. It's uh, it's uh, advanced technology. I mean, my grocery store has a charging station. It's not really. Yeah, but does you two play at your grocery store? Uh, sometimes they do play over the loudspeaker, Tom. I have a grocery store that I stop mm-hmm. at um in the morning. Yeah. Um I'm on this weird schedule where okay. like I go to the grocery store every day. Yeah. And just like buy a few things at a time. Well, are you like on the way back from dropping your kid off or something? Yeah, yeah. That that's the I mean, I just live very close to my grocery store and uh yeah, I just never really do big shops. Yeah. yeah. It's uh um but usually it's when I go in and it's early enough that they're still stocking. Mm-hmm. And so there's always like uh, like uh, uh, oh, Spanish language pop music that is like, oh, that, like very the, intriguing. The, the people stocking are, are wanting to yeah, listen to. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I went at the same time and like, uh, like I'm always like shazamming it being like, oh, this guy is cool. Yeah, and like, yeah. Um, but then, and I'm like, I can't read this. T- I don't know. I can't make heads or tails. <laughs> what is I'm this, sorry. Latin? I'm sorry. Um, and then the other day, and uh, do you know that uh, first song off the Blur album, uh, <laughs> 13, that song, Tender? No, I don't, like, think, it's I like, don't think I It's like a 10-minute it song with like a, like, it, it's the complete opposite of that. Uh-huh. And then another like Blur deep cut came on, and I was like, they're listening to Blur deep yeah. cuts now huh. today. I mean, you, you always hear about how big uh, Morrissey Morrissey is yeah. in South America and Mexico. Yeah. Maybe the maybe the it, the same thing's happening with Blur now. Yeah, yeah I like Blur. Hey, it couldn't happen to a better band. Uh, Tom, guess what's built into all ten, uh, not into all of the seats, but okay. into ten thousand of the seats. All right. Haptic technology. No, that's that's the 40X that I'm yeah. talking about. So the seats don't move. They just like vibrate or whatever. Yeah. They yeah. shock you or something. I don't know. Tom, mm-hmm. there's also other 4D features, including scent and wind. Mm, okay. Well, I do. I have seen. Well, there's, a, there's a part in uh, U2's mm-hmm. uh, Octung Baby uh-huh. um live show yeah yeah it's, you it's, should mention that it's an octung baby uh, uh we, we should well, mention that we should mention. i don't know what you would call it like uh reunion <laughs> not a reunion but they're playing octung baby yeah. in its entirety and uh, and you know there but there's a staged too. part you should know it's staged if you go there yeah. where uh the edge pretends to rip a big fart and then everybody can smell it. And you go, oh. Whoa, really? And like you're in the cheap seats and you're like, how am I smelling? This must have been a really bad part at <laughs> yeah. the edge. It's, it, that's the 4D scent technology. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, and you it know what? It costs $4 million in the, scent to do that every night. And the fart wasn't so loud that it shook your seat. That's the haptic technology. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The edge is a good sport about it. it. You wouldn't like, think he would be, but like uh, some say, it's his favorite part of the night. We, we, when I watch the Grammys, 
They had what they said was a live performance from you two. Tom, that was the least live thing. Yeah. Like, how would you get all those camera angles? Um, yeah, they would have needed like 30 angles. And I also thought... And how did they write and record that song and not be like, this song sounds exactly like Call Me by Blondie. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Atomic City song, which, which I do want to talk about in a minute. Okay, sorry. But... Um, uh, this is the first time I had heard it, and I was like, yeah, of course you got to give Debbie Harry a writing credit on this. <laughs> yeah, it's her song. Um, uh, where was I going to begin? Uh, about the farts? Uh, a good place to start is at the beginning. A good well, place I forget. Beginning is at okay, the, beginning. the first thing I was going to mention is that they're not only doing concerts there, that they also have a Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, they're showing the whale there every day. They're not showing the whale. They're oh, showing, they're showing Noah. No, they're showing like a nature documentary thing. It's called thing. Postcard from Earth. Yeah, and I think that's probably where a lot of the haptics are used. It's a 60-minute uh, film. Yeah, by, uh, and, and it's a way for them to make money during the day when they don't have you 2 there at night. Right, and, um, and it does feature... Brendan Fraser as a an extremely obese man. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And he rips a fart, and you can smell it through the whole theater. Um, but I that's the thing that that James Dolan won't tell you. They had the only thing that they could fill up this 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 scent thing with yeah. the four D scent thing. They they bought a ton of, like. Hundreds of thousands of gallons of that, of that fart, fart scent. Yeah. yeah, they thought like, "Oh, this is great. We can do this with any kind of scent." And it, it turned out like, "Well, actually, it kind of only works with the fart stuff." Yeah, you can't make the whole place smell like flowers. It doesn't work. No, um, that was one thing. The other thing was all the uh, crazy camera angles, which you know they said it was a live show. I also noticed that from what I had read about people that went and saw you two there, it sounds like they do a, a, you know, what you want with that kind of theater experience, which is every song kind of have, it has its own video to it. Right. So oh, we, we did we even mention that like uh, the entire, the, like it's a, hu- you're in this huge dome, you're yeah. in this huge sphere mm-hmm. and everything is covered all the walls are covered yeah. by this this un uh, anywhere there's not a person LED sitting. screen, right? Yeah, and so like every like it's totally immersive. Like yeah. it's built to be immersive and overwhelming, and the sound system is built to match, right? Like yeah. The way that uh, this fawning USA Today, which must have been written by one of the Dolans, said, uh, the sound is impeccable from every seat, like wearing headphones without wearing headphones. Yeah, they they we're talking a lot about like beam forming technology, and it's like, but you can't do that for like eighteen thousand. Yeah, you people. can't shoot like, and, <laughs> yeah. and there's a beam that shoots yeah. at every seat. And if you like get up to go to the bathroom. You'll just hear silence as you're walking every other step because you're not in a direct beam of sound. Um, and it sounds so it sounds like the show, the U2 show opens in a cool way where it looks like all of it's uh, like a concrete wall mm-hmm. and then it's breaking away and light shining through. But in this Grammy video, they were showing like all the different experiences. And I was just thinking now nah, from what I read they don't cycle through everything yeah. in every song. It's like, oh, for this song, it's a beautiful a blue yeah, sky. Exactly. And for this song, it's like you're on I bet drugs, that's for a beautiful man. day. Tom. Probably. Yeah. Um, 
That was one thing. And then another thing was when they read the actual Grammy winner, which I think maybe that part was live. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was funny because uh, the Edge handed uh, Bono the the envelope. envelope and he said, thank you, the Edge. <laughs> I couldn't tell if that was a bit or not. I think it's like half a bit, yeah. half. But it's like, you don't call him Edge. Like calling him Edge, fine. It's a nickname. Yeah. But the Edge? Thank you, The Edge. Yeah. I, I, I liked that. That was the first cool thing Bono's done in 40. I mean, yeah, whether, I guess whether he meant it as a yeah. joke or not, it, uh, hey, it caught my attention. Um, oh, What was I going to say about that? Uh, Were you going to talk about Atomic City and... Uh, uh, call me. No, I don't know anything about Atomic. Well, City. I was gonna, I was gonna say about that, and this is what made me think. I was like, oh, did this happen with Billy Joel? Is that why he's got a new song? Because he's starting to do shows outside of New York now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he has, he has been touring, but it seems like he's been doing more of it. Yeah, and probably. maybe it's just because of the pandemic being over. Uh, except not for some people. Some people just want to hang on to it and catch COVID again and again. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Um. It, it seemed like they released Atomic City because they had to. Like, it was not had to, but it was, like, part of all this. The oh, way yeah. You, you two wrote a song about Las Vegas for to promote, the Sphere. To promote their residency. For Sphere, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, can I read you some of the lyrics of uh, Atomic City, Tim? Sure, I'd love to hear them. <laughs> Come all... Again, and just like thinking about because we both read the book about Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark that they did all the music for. And it explains how they like wrote these songs like in between practice sessions, essentially. And they were all just like one take. Yeah. This sound it sounds like, oh, boy, they fell into like that's how they do things now. I think that's how they make all their records now. Yeah. Yeah. Come all who serve above and below. So you're like, okay, angels and devils. I get it. Um, come all believers and all who don't know. Come quick, come soon. Como se, como sa. Uh, he always, he likes to use uh, other languages. He likes to Uno use other languages. Catorce. Yeah, he likes to use other languages in places where it doesn't work. Como yeah. se, como sa just means so-so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it doesn't fit in with this. Then you dive into your eyes and blah, blah, blah. Literally just didn't write the rest of that lyric. Guitars. She pulls the strings. Ex- Wait, he says guitars? This isn't like uh he says in parentheses like this is a guitar solo. No, he says okay. guitars, she pulls the strings, etc. So again, just doesn't really finish the lyric. Sinatra sings, a choir sings. Love is God and God is love. And if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. Okay. You know what? Like, part of this is like, look, uh, we're getting paid an ungodly mm-hmm. amount of money to play the sphere. And part of the marketing needs to be like, we have to create this video. So we have to write a song for it. Yeah. It would be, again, probably the coolest thing that uh, Bono has done in 30 years if he's just like, I'm going to so obviously phone it in mm. uh, because I'm just contractually obligated to do this, and this is a soulless uh, endeavor. But I don't think that's probably what happened. <laughs> I think this is like, he's like, let's write a good song. He, he was trying his best. Yeah. The chorus is, roll the dice, that's roulette. The beat has not stopped speeding yet. 
Roll the dice. That's roulette. No, it's not. <laughs> Roll, rolling the dice is not roulette. Or if it's just, or is he a guy at the at the the dice at the craps table going, "Hey, come on, roll the dice." That's roulette. Yeah, no, he's pointing out things. He's point, as, yeah, he's saying what he sees yeah. while he's in Las Vegas uh, for presumably the first <laughs> I think time. Bono had, had been to Las Vegas before he wrote this song. Um, it's also crazy, like, uh, ah, maybe I don't even want to get into this. Like, how many copies that sold? And, like, how many copies did it sell? 3,329 in its first week. Yeah, but, like, who's buying it? Well, but that's what I see all these things nowadays about, like, this, you know, like, uh, that Ben Shapiro did. He has the number one song on iTunes. It's like, oh, iTunes, you mean the thing nobody's used in a decade? Yeah. To buy music? Yeah, you can organize. Like I'm an Apple Music subscriber, I try to buy a track from iTunes, it and they're just like, you. "Why don't you just listen to? Yeah, it? You're here, paying you nine ninety nine a month, just listen to it." Yeah, you have it. Um, you but, don't have to do this, Tim. But I, I feel like it's not just him. I saw one or two other stories about like, yeah. oh, but look at this. This person's number one on iTunes. It's like, but those are just, you know. That's, Psychopaths. Well, it's like okay, it got this U two song got three thousand three hundred uh, copies sold. So after Apple took its cut, U two made twenty five hundred three thousand dollars yeah. on that somewhere around there. Like you know, it's not a consequential amount of money to them. No, it's uh, it's the toothpick budget for uh, for one night. Yeah, for one of them. For one of them, yeah, they all love their teeth. And they go through they? them like the uh, like oh, it's water. It's wild. Um, yeah, it's a bad song, but like <laughs> it, it was just meant to promote the sphere. And like I would love to know, it was meant to promote sphere. And I would love to know uh, what the conversation because that was that was like a negotiated deal term. Yeah, and I yeah, I wonder how specific it was. And I'm sure James Dolan got a co-writing credit on it <laughs> along with the members of Blondie. Yeah, and it sounds like it was a cool uh like the the video that plays during that. It's like deconstructing like it looks like the sphere is gone and you're just looking out on Vegas yeah, and then I, it gets de- deconstructed into the desert. Like that sounds like a new yeah. motif for And it smells like farts the whole time. <laughs> I, I the edge has an atomic one for this song. <laughs> Tom, I uh, I don't know why it did Bono's voice that way. <laughs> I know it was, it was very, it was very accurate. Uh, I love an immersive experience. Like I Me really, too. really want to go to the sphere, to sphere. Yeah. Like people talk shit about like Disney World. Uh-huh. Like I'll go in do Spaceship think- Earth all the all that. Like no, but like I do like. You know, when people are like, like, I love theme parks because, mm-hmm. and like, not just the roller coasters. I like the stuff where it's like, we're going to bring you into a thing like the Twilight Zone Tower yeah. of Terror. I mm-hmm. want to feel like I'm being transported like somewhere else. Tim, right? we know you're famously your brand is Tim the Disney adult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
We all know it. You don't have to. You don't have to. I'm one of those people that like. Uh, people can tell as soon as you walk into a room. dresses up like Snow White, so I don't get kicked out of the the park. <laughs> you know exactly where the line is yeah. because you're not allowed to wear a costume, right? Because I can confuse children. But if you're just wearing an outfit that happens to be the the exact same colors. What are they going to yeah. do about it? No jury would or it's me. Or it's all stuff you've bought in the park, so you can argue that. Um, which I do feel like it was a weird thing, because I, I think they were like selling Jedi robes or something, and people were like, well, this is confusing. Yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit. But, um, so on the one hand, I really want to go to the Sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to go to a U2 concert. I would probably go to the Darren Aronofsky thing. But yeah, I also but that's I feel not like, worth flying across the country for. Do you know how much uh, tickets for that are? I, it's I'm, an hour long. Yeah. Take a guess. Oh, Take boy. a guess of lower and upper limit. I have it Oh, more. so it, there's not a flat fee? No. Okay. How many showings do they do a day, do you know? Ooh, I'm sure six. Okay. Right? Like, yeah. So it's not it's not just something they do once a day. I don't think so. But like the the sell of that is not like scarcity. Yeah. Right? Like you're going in there for the experience. I would imagine like there's some showings that's like maybe half full and it's like mm. fine but like right you know, all they're doing is press and play on that one macbook <laughs> <laughs> right this guy make sure that macbook stays yeah. plugged in uh 49 dollars 69 dollars nice. for the i know you i knew you were gonna say that and like that's <laughs> the <laughs> yeah can, uh can you make change from 420 dollars <laughs> um but what's the upper limit, do you think, for the director's uh, level? Two hundred bucks, two forty nine. Okay, but like for an hour long, for an hour long thing that Darren Aronofsky film, I wouldn't like. Look, we are we even? Am I a Darren Aronofsky fan? Yeah, at this point. At this point. Um, but also, even if it's the best movie you've ever seen and the best immersive experience, yeah. seventy bucks, I think. To kill an hour in Vegas and like yeah, have an considering experience. the scale of how much you know there ex- are how expensive other shit is obstructed view seats in the venue. Really, like, I feel like at this point, <laughs> you like built it. Don't you figure don't that out? It. Yeah, I get it. Or when just don't it's put an, seats there. Like, when it's an old theater and they're like, yeah, originally you know. Uh, uh, a tenth as many people lived in New York when this theater was built. Yeah. So they didn't think they needed seats behind this pillar, but now we do. Yeah. I get it. I'll happily sit behind a pillar. <laughs> I sat behind a pillar in, uh, I went to a, uh, uh, a Cubs game at Wrigley Field. Mm. And I mean, that's all pillars. Like, there was those a... old stadiums. Like, sometimes, like, the the seats won't be facing the field. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like we put a seat the best place we can. Yeah. But there was a seat that was literally like your knees were just up against a pillar that was just. Did they pay you to sit there? No, I I did not have that seat, but I had like a few behind it. So I remember looking at the seat and thinking that's insane. Um, I bought like a scalp ticket right before the game. I think four hundred dollars. The game had already started. Spring training game. Yeah, I was like, look, this is gonna last a, a few hours, uh, and I'm used to paying two hundred and fifty dollars uh, for a one hour experience. Yeah, I don't know. I, I okay. So here are the upcoming shows. Oh yeah, I'm interested in this. Uh, it's 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 pretty light right now. Tom. Okay. Uh. Well, well, and you too still there for at least a, a 
Tom, they're for, there for 40 days and 40 nights. Wow. Just 40 like, days and 40 nights. 40 days and 40. <laughs> oh, just 40 nights. They're, they don't play the Darren Aronofsky movie plays during the day. Um, so that ends March 2nd. So we only have another, you know, three weeks to get out there for this. Yeah. Well, they're probably having trouble moving tickets at this point. Everybody in Las Vegas has seen it. <laughs> um, uh, April 18th, 24th, 21st. What are you, why are you Sorry, vaping I'm over fiddling. there? No, I'm not vaping. I'm just fiddling with things. What are you vaping in the middle of a show? Vaping? It's a magnet. I'm playing yeah. with magnets over here like I always do. <laughs> okay. Um, no, April 18th to 21st is four shows only. Okay. Fish is coming to. Yeah. So that's going to so be trippy turn it as hell. Into like a big aquarium? Probably. Like, But like to your point earlier. Mm-hmm. When you were like, Billy Joel would do one show. It's like, no, like, why would you waste yeah, your time developing all of that stuff? Like, if it's going to be a huge immersive experience. Yeah, but they could they could just put, a, like, a screensaver on behind Billy Joel <laughs> and he'd be like, it. wow, look at this. But, like, uh, what I was about to say is they could put a screensaver on behind Fish and everybody <laughs> in the audience would be like, oh. Whoa. I was going to say, too, like. I get that if you're like a huge fish fan, but you're like, ah, my drugs days are behind me. Like maybe I can go to this and it'll kind of be like reliving that. But like if you're a fish fan and your thing is, yeah, before I go, I, you know, take I take uh, like a bunch of mushrooms or a bunch of weed. I get all fucked up. I feel like it's like I then we probably don't need this that screen is probably just gonna freak you out. Tom, to I've been to a fish concert. Mm-hmm. The lights do about eighty percent of the work. Oh wow! Like All there's right. a bunch of there's a bunch of like sixty year old now sober guys <laughs> noodling around up there. Mm-hmm. But like you wouldn't know when to like feel or like the drug addled crowd wouldn't know when to feel things unless the lights were like. Oh, no, doing it got it. dark yeah. and red. Yeah, you talked and, about like, this recently. And then, whoop, and then it gets back to the major key, and it's like, you know, Boom. they shine lights right yeah. in your face, and you're just like, holy shit, right? So like, do you think the fish show, it will mostly just be like kind of abstract and light? Probably. Or? I could see that being like them figuring out a way to have somebody kind of like... Because doing like, it live. Yeah, yeah which is like, it's not you 2 where like they're probably playing to click tracks and mm-hmm. like... You know, at the big climax of the song is when like the big thing happens on the screen, yeah, and yeah. it's all like they're, they're essentially pl- they're playing, playing songs they've literally played thousands of times. But yeah, but like definitely like synced to cues. It's yeah. like when you go see a uh, an orchestra play along with the soundtrack of a movie. Yeah, um, well, well, and also um, thinking about how like you two. Remember, they had like that Pop Mart tour. Yeah. Like they've always been yeah. into tech. I mean, you know, they had the U2 iPod, like, I, and Bono has Elevation Ventures. Maybe the Edge is involved in that too. Like he's a tech guy. Mm. So, like, it kind of made sense that, okay, this is going to be the first band that, because they're going to be really. And they into, love like hanging out with billionaires too. Exactly. And doing the the bidding of billionaires yeah, and laundering the, their. Everything yeah. lined up perfectly for them to be the first band uh but yeah i am curious about bands that aren't as tech forward 
that might fish be fish is pretty tech forward though yeah but but uh, in but a way n- that like they were like uh you know like computer guys in 1984 <laughs> right it's like well yeah. yeah i mean they're real into flack files yeah, and all that yeah um but i could see them being more interested in like yeah, we don't need to do like a 3D computer reconstruction, but if we can do something that's reactive, that's live, that's somehow using our music and a, and a guy is guiding that and that's what's doing everything. All right, Tim, we're taking a pound of mushrooms. We're going to see fish. <laughs> there was something I did see on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have been in the fish subreddit that like just started getting served to me, and it's like, yeah. I don't like fish, but but um, I keep clicking on these things. Well, I clicked on this one because it was like uh, a warning to those About, going uh, the brown to, acid to uh, to sphere the sphere shows, and it was just like, look, I just saw you two there, mm-hmm. and like I was in the rafters, right? Yeah. There's nine levels. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I got to. Oh you, wow, nine I got, levels. I got to tell you something about that too. Okay. Um, but it's like, like hell. the higher you get, and it's like cool. Like if you're on the floor, you're like actually missing a lot of the stuff. Like it's better to be like at a distance. A oh, really? Because I feel like I heard people saying, oh, "I wish I was on the floor," because it seems like you're more enveloped by everything. I don't know, but I maybe wrong. <laughs> um, but they're like, it gets really steep. Ooh, yeah. And they're just like, and like this was a guy who's like, I'm a fish fan. I'm gonna try to go to these fish shows. I fell down all these stairs. Like, do not get fucked up until you're in your. If seat. you're gonna be up there, because like people are gonna be falling out of this thing. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, people are gonna be like, you know, like if you're gonna be on like a ton of drugs and then like having the craziest visual experience <laughs> right and you're right up against the railing before like a 30 foot drop you might fall <laughs> <laughs> right yeah um yeah because i didn't really think of i mean eighteen thousand people and looking at like pictures and videos of it you you get the impression that okay but that wraps around like 270 degrees it seems like two-thirds of it is uh covered by uh no is covered by seats oh okay right um or like it the the seats go around two-thirds of the the bottom part yeah exactly but but not all the way at the top not all the way to the top but still i didn't think about that yeah those must be some pretty steep yeah uh i mean that's the way they're building all the new uh places I know, I know some people steep. that uh, hate going to Barclays Center. Yeah, it's too steep. What are you, it's like an old man? Uh, yeah, it's starting to be. It's kind of, But I do like that then the person in front of you is so much lower than you. Yeah. That you don't have to worry about them being in the way. Or wearing like a really big... They can wear a hat as big as they want. They can wear the biggest hat. They can have the biggest uh, beehive hairdo. I don't care. May 16th to July 13th, Tom. Uh-huh. This is a long residency. Okay. This is the only other thing they have booked there. Oh, I, I know what it is, I think. Dead and company. More drugs people coming in. With John Mayer. Oh, is he? At, at least for some of it, I think. Yeah. It's the Grateful Dead refer, uh, refuse to die. I think... So does that kind of make sense then? That it's like, hey, we're going to we're gonna have like uh, druggy jam bands who's like... The, a lot of their audience has aged out of like doing drugs yeah. and this will give them like a similar experience you know the, probably the, the, makes the, sense yeah the 60 year old 70 year old dead fan that's like 
Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do acid beforehand, but oh, it'd be neat to see all, you know, it'd feel like I'm on acid. It also needs to be artists who like want to do something interesting visually yeah, yeah. and like are, oh, and are like. So not Billy Joel. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like also like really like, yeah, like wanting to do something interesting and like a uh, good live performer. I, I don't think they're good live, for, but like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like live shows are important or, to yeah, them. Yeah, it's and a like, big part of their yeah, brand. Or it's whatever. not like you get like. Katy Perry in there who's mm-hmm. just like oh I just want to connect with my fans it's like the way that I've heard these U2 shows uh, described it's like the band doesn't actually need to be there playing this stuff because yeah. like you're just focused on the spectacle of it all yeah it's more so like, like a Cirque du Soleil show yeah, exactly. than it is uh, so or a Broadway show yeah so if it's like a, a like a cult of personality per- like Taylor Swift should not play the sphere because everybody just wants to see Taylor they yeah. want their their eyes are going to be glued to her mm-hmm. instead of like I want to experience this big weird immersive experience, right? Yeah. Um, Tom, can I tell you something? <clears throat> sure. I was thinking I should be like the way this guy went to Billy Joel about the uh, the making music again. I should go to Billy Joel and be like, let me let me do all the sphere stuff. I'll come up with some some cool stuff. Seem like a shark's eating everyone oh yeah you'd be like can we get some like uh leather jackets (laughs) well i would do that can we make everybody feel like they're wearing a big leather jacket (laughs) everybody in the audience i want to feel feel like like everyone in the audience is part of the same doo-wop group (laughs) there are nine levels to sphere tom Uh, including a basement with a vip lounge in addition to the venue bowl there's a very cool, according to um, USA Today, atrium mm-hmm. with holographic art installations, mm. interactive robots to chat with, <laughs> okay, and a 360-degree avatar capture for the ultimate Las Vegas keepsake. Uh, so just like uh, one, of, one of the Navi from Avatar, they've got like a... A full size one of the blue guys. No, they make. Like I think they make you a. Navi. Oh, they make you into an avatar. Yeah. And then what do you do with that? Um, <laughs> kiss it, Tom. Look at this robot that you can talk oh, to. Oh, that does look like a pretty like cool. they have but like a, a whole lab in there. But that's only in the VIP section. No, this is the atrium. Oh, oh, I see. Pay attention when you're entering. You can yeah. you can do all this kind of stuff, huh? Um. Yeah, you know, I like a spectacle, but part of me thinks that like this should be up for a year or 18 months yeah. and then they demolish it. Like make it like the World's Fair or something, mm-hmm. right? Like, hey, there's a thing, but like, come on, we can't. I mean, yeah. that that also makes me think that this kind of, this makes me want to see it soon more because this also feels to me like the kind of thing that like <laughs> they're tw- going to stop like uh 20 30 years from now the same shit's going to be there and it's, it's not going to be impressive it's gonna anymore. It's going to be like when you go to Disney World it's like the carousel of progress and it's like <laughs> in the future we'll yeah. have we'll be talking on video screens and it's like yeah we have that now. Yeah, I I feel like uh like I've been to amusement parks in the in the past, I don't know, 5 10 years where you know, I've had to like put a headset on and I thought like, well, th- this headset's like crappier than like the $300 <laughs> Oculus Quest I have. Yeah. Because, and and I'm sure this thing costs $100,000 to make 20 years ago. And yeah. they're like, yeah, but we'll, 
we'll eventually get our money back. And I feel like this is that same. They're going to have that stupid robot you can talk to uh, 30 years from now when people are bringing their, you know, people robot, are having sex with the robots. Yeah, like people that, are bringing yeah. their robot girlfriends yeah, and or boyfriends. Ro- it's, it's Vegas. They're robot ex- es- escorts. Yeah, maybe. Do you, do you want to have, I, I feel like you want to have your own sex robot you don't want to be sharing a sex mm, robot people in vegas. what's hey, the point what's this in vegas <laughs> um they wanted the dolans wanted to build other spheres around the world um they got a little bit down the line in uh, stratford east london okay and then uh the mayor of london uh sadiq khan yeah was the like, current guy yeah right? he was he's like he killed it he's like this is we Unnecessary don't, don't light pro- this. pollution. This isn't oh, Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Like, go. Do, Vegas is a fine place for it. Right. Like, uh, Dubai. The, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's who they're talking to now because it also fell apart um, in South Korea in Hanam. Hanam is that how you say? I, I'm not yeah. sure. Um, but it mentioned that they wanted it specifically for K-pop concerts. Ooh, I mean, that does make a lot of sense that I could see because uh, I, I think those concerts are full of like a lot of spectacle and, yeah. and screens and lights and whatnot. So uh, I, I could see that. But but that's not happening or that's just it doesn't still seem the... to be happening. That's mm. been that's caught up in a lot of red tape. I'm sure they could get that Dubai one up in like two weeks if they <laughs> as long as they pay the right people the right yeah. money and. Uh, look the other way while workers are uh, being killed. If you like the show, you can find more at tcgte.com. That has links to our Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um, we, our subreddit is uh, really great. It's actually getting livelier, Tom. Yeah, you yeah. Uh, you just uh, anointed anointed a, a mod. A, a new moderator. Yeah, yeah, so go in there, say hi. Uh, it has links to our Discord. Um, as always, the offer stands at me in the Discord and, uh, you know, start an argument with me. I can take it. I don't have thin skin. Uh, uh, you can follow me on social media at your pal, too. You can follow me at Tom Reynolds. And, hey, we haven't asked this in a while, but uh, leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Yeah. Why not? Five doesn't, stars only. doesn't cost you anything. Hey, yeah. it's no skin off your nose. Why don't you do it already? Uh, here's what does cost you, but it's worth it. Uh, Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash complete guide. Look, we do a, uh, an, a, a whole other episode every week. Mm-hmm. Books, the podcast, a whole other podcast. The only podcast about books. Yeah. We read a book and we talk about mm-hmm. it. We explain it to each other sometimes. Uh, right now we're reading the book, uh, life as I have known it has been finger licking good. Yeah. It is Colonel Sanders biography, Colonel Sanders of, uh, Yeah autobiography of uh it's not his biography of another man (laughs) you wrote about (laughs) walt disney uh yeah you get you get all those you get the back episodes of books of podcasts you get the tom rells experience episode two which happened last week you can get uh early and ad free episodes you can do a lot the sky's the goddamn limit oh it's pretty much all what we just said (laughs) yeah i mean don't look for more than that but but if you sign up now Mm-hmm. You go back there. There's like hundreds of hours of content. Absolutely, there. you could yeah. stop listening to this show if you want. Yeah, you could just pay us instead. Yeah, that's that's what you're getting at. Or you can pay us, and you don't even have to listen to it. <laughs> hey, we're not checking up. Like if you if you pay the the fee, 
and then you don't you ignore all the emails that say a new episode is up. Yeah. It's not like we're gonna call you up and be like, Hey, why oh, aren't you listening to the episode? Hey, we don't care. We tried really hard on this. Yeah. We're really cool about it. If yeah. it's not for you, it's not for you. As long as you're paying for it, <laughs> we're okay with it. Right. We're we're big men like that. We're thick skinned men like that. Um all right, yeah, Tim. We got to figure out a trip to the Sphere. We got to see all these magic shows. Let, Tom, we really do need a Vegas trip. We need to take Vegas. Yeah, Tim and Tom take Vegas. Yeah, well, and uh, you can cheat on your significant other while you're there. Yeah, and and nobody's allowed to know. Yeah, that's it's, the whole that's the whole premise of the of the of uh, the city of the city. They that's built a they built. city around that idea. I think we should go with our significant others instead of going. Oh, uh, just to rub it in their faces. Yeah, it's like you can't do anything about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do this, by the way. But but you're not allowed to tell anyone after we leave Vegas. Exactly. It has to stay here. Yeah. And look, if we come back, yes, there will be a big argument because it, we'll be back in Vegas and you'll be able to talk about it again. Yeah. Well, that's why I'll never go back to Vegas. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say something else about that. Oh, I was going to say hopefully uh, you continuously correcting yourself in saying sphere instead of the sphere will impress uh, James Dolan enough to uh, extend an invite, extend yeah. a residency to us. I mean, I'm trying to get a, a steady gig as drummer of uh, in the sure shot of JD in the sure shot. I mean, you think that's a good gig or a bad gig? It's a great gig. I know people who, <laughs> I know, I, like I know like through some networks, people uh-huh. who have like, been the drummer of the Sure Shot? Who have played with JD in the Sure Shot. Because like it's yeah. hired guy and like he's a billionaire. So he's yeah. like he like asks, you know, whoever like who are the best like musicians yeah. for hire in New York City mm. and he gets them and, and pays them in ungodly pickings. and like <laughs> if you're a guy that's like, you know, doing sessions and uh-huh. like, you know, picking up gigs here and there. And then a billionaire is just like, I'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars. Will you open for the Who with me? Yeah, it'll be yeah, like a, a cumulative like ten hours of your time for rehearsal. And yeah, then, right. um, like, uh, and he's not the only billionaire. I, there are other billion. Like, this is a network that like keeps. I'm not sure if this is if I'm talking out of school here. <laughs> it's after the plugs. Nobody's listening. But there are like you know, there's a whole like class of New York musicians that rely on these like billionaire vanity projects of uh-huh. like hey i'm an artist like come play with me and it's like i only want the best there and it's like okay here's my rate and the rate is insane and the billionaires are like yeah. cool seems reasonable to me yeah, I, don't I, know. I don't know what less, any of this less means. than i pay to cover up a accidental murder you would think hiring like a bass player for a couple hours would be less than like <laughs> covering up a murder <laughs> depends on who it is yeah who's paying and who's been murdered and who's doing the murdering well tim what do you describe as basically that uh the illuminati's real there's an underground network of uh musicians and billionaires deciding the fate of all of us or at least the like you know helping pay rent for some struggling musicians because yeah, it's tough right. to be an artist yeah right we'll see you next week That was a HeadGum Podcast.